Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop, and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media, and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach, and number one best-selling author, Gordon Bircham. Hi, welcome to the Massachusetts Business Podcast. I am Gordon Bircham, and today I am joined by a superstar, uh, martial artist, film actor, and everything else uh, that this lady has done. And I'm really thrilled to welcome you to uh, the wonderful Zara Pythian. How are we doing? Um, fantastic, Gordon. How are you? I am absolutely phenomenal, no, obviously. So we're actually we're actually doing this podcast in um, we're at a tournament today, and uh, we've come up into a what well, is a dance studio to film the podcast. So um, yeah, I just uh, wanted to grab Zara because we are we are both pretty super busy. I know Zara's off everywhere doing things. I mean, you are a um, a powerhouse in the martial arts industry, especially in the UK, but uh, you're known around the world. And so I thought I would say to some of the listeners here, uh, maybe give a bit of a, your background, really. So you are Zara Pythian. Tell us a little bit about your history, what you do. It would be amazing. Uh, so my name is Zara Pythian, but you're very close. <laughs> <laughs> I think I always get that wrong, to be Yeah, fair. you always get that. That's cool. Um, did I tell you the story? My nonna has like, called me Charlotte for like 33 years. Really? Yeah. Okay. But, so it's fine. Uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, so I started martial arts when I was seven. Um, kind of got hooked into Shotokan Karate initially. Um, and then sort of 13, 14, uh, started training in kickboxing and taekwondo. That's when I started my competition career. Um, sort of 16, 17, started being sort of a junior assistant instructor. Um, by the time I was sort of 20, I had my own full-time school. Awesome. So that's that in a nutshell, really. Yes. Um, and when I was competing, I was spotted in America, got invited over to take part in a sort of a low-budget sci-fi film. And at that time, I had no interest in acting or being in front of a camera whatsoever. In fact, at that time, I probably would, you know, if there was an option to have you know, photographs or being filmed, I'd be the person at the back of the room facing the opposite direction. Sure. So like a massive, massive sort of turnaround in, in, in that scene, really. Um, went over to the film. I was absolutely shocking because <laughs> I was so nervous, absolutely bricking it. But I loved it. I loved the experience. Came back to the UK, kind of started uh, to learn my craft, if, if you like, sort of acting, got some different stunt jobs, things like that, and kind of worked my way up the ladder uh, as we do in our martial art ranks. Sure. Um, and now I kind of balance my career and my passion uh, between training, running my martial arts school, my business, uh, and acting. Epic. And um, that is very short compared to what she actually does do. Now, um, I see you, um, obviously, we become really good friends, and I've seen you over the years, and I remember actually seeing you you um, competing you won't remember me back oh, really? then but I remember seeing you competing I remember you, how you used to stand and how you, you were really good and uh, especially in the fighting I used to watch you and um, yeah I mean it's been amazing to see your really transformation like you really do like dominate a lot of the sectors really when I, when I watch what you do and especially like um, I see like your you know, people said I do a lot. I think you do a hell of a lot. Like I watch what you do, and to be able to mix your film work that you do, your, your, your acting, your your martial arts business, which is just phenomenal, great center. You produce world class fighters and competitors, in like not just fighters, by the way, but you know, kata competitors and forms, and you you just do sort of everything. And one of the things I love about you, Zara, is I want to share is that um, you're a big giver. 
So I see, I watch from afar, I'm one of them watchers and I see how much you give back. Mm. You give, um, you know, you'll go, you'll make sure you're, you're present at everything. You support everyone. You don't have any, you know, well, I like you and don't like that person. There's no politics in what you do. You just want to be there um, for everyone, which I think is very admirable and, you know, very inspiring, really. So uh, I just want to say well done for that because it is seen. Thanks, God. I know it means a lot. Like um, martial arts has been a passion of mine since that early age and I really honestly got hooked into training straight away. And I think at that young age, I needed that sort of, not necessarily discipline, because I think I was quite a disciplined child. I was quite reserved and quiet and, and whatever. But I think the structure, um, the progress, um, the, the confidence that martial arts gave me um, is phenomenal. And then sort of growing into uh, the different avenues that's, that, that sort of led me to, whether that's teaching or acting or stunt work or whatever. Um, and you know, running my school, my business and seeing my students grow, I think there's nothing more rewarding than seeing uh, seeing that return. Uh, watching a small child come in who's not very confident, you know, excelling in confidence to do well in school or somebody who's being bullied, who's able to stick up for themselves or, you know, somebody who's struggled with, you know, uh, their weight or whatever, being able to lose weight and feel good about themselves. There's loads of different reasons people train and do martial arts. But as yourself, you're a massive giver, Gordon. I know you do a huge amount, but I think it's important. Um, and I know we're talking about business to not kind of have all your eggs in one basket. So there's lots of different avenues and streams um, that you can kind of go down. And, and for me, it's being able to keep doors open um, so politics and never, you know, martial art politics never really come into it for me. I don't, I'm not interested in that. I don't care if somebody doesn't like somebody else because X, Y, Z, whatever, you know. Um, treat people the way you want to be treated. And, and for me, I, I try and get on with everybody, be as open and friendly as I can, you know. And if, you know, friendship for me is really important and the respect and the discipline. So we preach that to our students. So, you know, we should be acting on that as well, right? Live and breathe it. I absolutely love that. And um, you know what? I know it's, it's, it's pretty sad, really, but that's few and far between or can be seen when you look at the amount of people that do martial arts. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I, having done what I've done over the last um, few years within the business world of martial arts, it's fascinating. Number one, I think that actually most martial artists are bloody cool people mm -hmm. I really believe they are great people and I think but a lot of them are very closed off and they have this competition element or this poli political element to what they do and actually if we can break that away actually when you get to the core of martial arts they're beautiful people um, but you, you, you epitomise uh, what martial arts should be like what everyone in martial arts should be now I don't like pointing fingers etc or saying that you should be like that but the reality is like you said we live we're supposed to be um, you know honourable respectful courteous that we pre preach and I'm acting yeah. Yeah. that most people have you look at how many ads do you see that people say respect dignity honour confident all these things and then lots of martial artists don't act that way with each other which is finds very very sad so it's all saying isn't it like do as I say not as I do yes yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm a big believer of that. I think, you know, if you, you're acting a certain way or your behaviour is of a certain ilk, then that's the kind of people that you're going to attract as well. Uh, and for me, it's important just to um, to be open-minded as well. So again, we're just going back to what you said before about kind of not closing doors or um, taking people's sides sure. or within the martial art politics or whatever. Uh, being able to go to different events regardless of who's running that sure. or who's going to be there. Uh, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? You know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's just really petty. Yeah. Um, I was actually at um, an acting workshop yesterday, a masterclass workshop in Liverpool, uh, which was run by Ross O'Hennessy, which is a good friend of mine, a fantastic actor, been in some amazing stuff. And we kind of spoke about the same thing, but within mm. the acting industry as sure. well. How, you know, we love to kind of bitch people and... Um, 
we, we all have these insecurities, like as martial artists, you know, oh, I get this, if this person does this and I can't do that or whatever. Mm. And it's the same in acting as well. You know, I don't want to let this person know about this audition sure. or that because, you know, I want to get it. They yeah. shouldn't be able to get it. It's very similar in that sense, very sort of catty or cat-like. Uh, and I just think that's just absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I totally agree. And, and it, I, you know, I try to, I try to think about this a lot and mull it over in my mind. And I just, I believe it comes down to two things, fear of loss and lack of abundance. Mm. Because actually they feel like they're going to lose something if someone else is doing better. And the abundance thing, like they don't, don't believe there's, there's enough for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's... And know, that's what makes them insecure as well. Yeah, of course. That's what makes them insecure Absolutely. and have those feelings. Um, yeah, and I mean, with what you do as well within the sort of the business industry and... You always say, I know that in your workshops, uh, Mabex and, you know, all the other sort of online coaching, I know that's a big thing that you always talk about, that it doesn't matter. Mar- the other martial arts schools and instructors are not your competition. No. You know, it's it's football, gymnastics, yeah. dance, whatever. The other activities yep. that parents want to take their kids to yep. or might be interested in, you know, yep. um, that's kind of the competition. Yeah, massively. Um, I mean, where, where my business has moved to now, the premises, literally... 100 metres down the road, there's three martial arts schools that have gone in there with my old buildings. So there's literally a lot of martial arts schools yeah. in that area. Um, but everybody's doing their own thing. Absolutely. You know, they were, you, I think you attract the, the type of, or, you know, a different kind of clientele. You might have certain people want to come to your class. A different person is not going to come to your class but might go to the one down the road. But there's enough people for everybody. Absolutely. You look at the demographic in your area, how many people live in that area. Yeah. Um, we, well, I know, think we, and I was saying this the other day, I, I think I was doing it in a live video that I was doing, I was saying, actually, and this, this woke people, I said, there's actually not enough instructors to serve yeah. what we can serve, you know, and I think that we need more. You know, people are like, oh, no, I don't need more in my area because of the fear, the lack of... But actually, there's so much, like, if you think of, like, the beauty of martial arts is we can, we literally can help with any pain and need. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. So for every family, any, any person on the planet, I truly believe martial arts can help them, you know. And, and if that's the case, there's 7 billion people on the planet. How many people are in your area? You know, there's 90,000 people in my area, for instance. Yeah, true. And I couldn't serve them if I wanted to. So... And I used to have that negative behavior, which is why I try and teach it. Like, you know, the lack of abundance. I don't want them to get anything. I want to have it or all that kind of stuff because that's what I grew up with, you know, with my instructor. Um, But I think, you know, absolutely we are... You know, and that's why I love what you do because you don't, you know, you don't, you don't have that in, in what you yeah, do. Yeah, that, that sort of puts a ceiling on you, doesn't it? That yes. kind of limits you very much so. Um, I remember when I was sort of teaching Nottingham at one of the schools um, there that I used to train at, you know, we'd very, there was a Hapkido school that opened in our old premises down the road and we'd openly and very happily, if somebody was interested in that, go, oh, actually, guys, you need to go down the road because that's where Hapkido yeah. is. Yeah. You know, we do this, that and the other. Yeah. Um, that was never returns, but you know we would still yeah, sure. go. You know that's sure. where, that's where you need to go. There's been times in the past where we've had people booking for intros that have come to us because they've come to the wrong building. We've gone, oh, no, no, sorry guys, you need to go. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. down the road, whatever. Um, and again, we know for a fact that people have gone and yes. you know it's been reversed. And yeah. gone, oh no, 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 you, this is well, where you need to be. That's what I'm talking about. Well, how well, how great just, is that? It's just being open-minded, and it, it's just I think really comes down to insecurity. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. And and actually. It comes, I suppose it comes down to the lack of belief in self, doesn't it? Because that's yeah. why a lot of martial arts school owners, 
They st- mm. uh, number one, they start martial arts because of lack of belief, lack of yeah, confidence, etc. They take it on with them, and it's 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 fascinating the industry because I, I absolutely love the people. And when you get down to the core of them, they're beautiful people. They actually yeah. just want to be loved. They want to be liked. They want to you know they want to fit in. They want to be part of something. But if we can break, I really believe in our industry. If we can break that that fear of loss and the lack of abundant mindset mm. and actually realise we can all win magnificently in this industry. We can all grow. Yeah. And, and improve standards at the same time. I, I agree. And um, I know this is big in your, I know you want the standards like myself, like you want it to improve. And I think actually this is, brings us on to this because actually the lack of abundance and the lack of thought in, in, the, in the mind like that is that, mm. They think that if, you know, uh, I'm going to reduce my fee because if I do that, they'll come to me because I've seen that's happened a lot. I'm still doing pay as you go or whatever. But Mm -hmm. actually, I believe that we need to be taken more seriously as martial arts school learners. I think there's still an overhang. Yeah. From years even, ago. even at Mabex, the last Mabex, yes. which was fantastic, by the way, if you guys didn't go, make sure you get your tickets for this year's event. Um, somebody came up to me and was like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad I, you know, you, your speech inspired me. I've had a fantastic weekend. Um, now I can really go back to my parents or whoever and say that, look, being a martial arts instructor is a viable business. So people still have that mindset that it's not. They do. That, you know, it's kind of a hobby and you kind of do it yep. alongside your regular day job. Which is strange because when you look at dance, you can have it as a career. Mm. And you can you can teach it. And everyone's like, wow, that's my, she's a dance teacher. Or he's a dance teacher. Mm. With martial arts, you're so right. Like, it's, it's seen just, as... A... It's different. It's just perceived differently, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And by changing the standards, and what I mean by standards is every, every instructor has their own integrity and their own martial arts standards within their art that they do. Mm. I'm also talking about business standards. Yep, absolutely. Having you know across the board making sure that things are in place that should be that you, you would have with any other business yes um, you know safeguarding things insurance things in place you yep. know different health and safety things that yep. are just standard across the board that everybody yep. needs to make sure they're on top with so that's what I mean about kind of standardization as well not just what you do in your martial arts no. because all the instructors that you that you coach and mentor that are doing incredibly well and you know you've changed people's lives that it's the, the martial arts isn't the question yeah never um, what their standard of martial arts and what you know how good they are that is never the question it's about what they want to do with their martial arts yes. and how they're going to take that to the next yeah. level how they can take it to the market absolutely because like, like I, I said we were so in tune we always are like I said they can do the martial arts blindfolded mm-hmm. they could do it actually without any class plans it's not difficult because they've done it for so long they've got that tied up they've become masters yeah. within the teaching element if you like they've already done that where they need to focus their attention is becoming black bats in business which is what we talk about in, yeah, in the podcast absolutely. and everything else and I think that's where you know I think you're definitely uh, one of the front runners within the I love your like I said I haven't been down yet we're dying to get down me and so I'm trying to hook up so many times that's why we're at this tournament doing we're this here. podcast here aren't we <laughs> yeah, because uh, crazy. you messed me the day so when are we going to fix a date yeah uh, okay let's chat on Sunday yes. well actually we're doing it so yes, it's perfect we're here which is great but, uh, but uh, you know when you see your facility and what you've done there is absolutely amazing what I love seeing is the standard of martial artists in there which is just incredible and you run like I always say like, and I say in my school like, I run a commercial martial arts school and we've got our elite guys and they're, you know, but everyone's trained well yeah. you know professionally you've balance. Yeah, you've great balance class. you know and uh, I know that you're you're impeccable in your service the, what you provide for your customers I know you're really well loved in your in your facility and isn't that what it's all about sharing martial arts yeah absolutely and for me as well now it's about passing that on to the staff and the staff members 
now have that recognition so it's not so much me in the school yes. anymore yes character is, driven martial arts yeah because yeah. like I think we had this chat before when initially I kind of started going away filming for a couple of weeks here a couple of weeks there maybe five six weeks at a time that's quite a long time to be away from the business and the school yep. um, and it's quite a long time to have a fantastic instructor in my place mm. and you're absolutely right like martial art classes mostly are personality driven yes so because I wasn't there my numbers dropped massively yes, absolutely so it's taken a long time I was having a chat with um, somebody here today actually about the same thing mm. you know I've, th- that has taken a lot of time I know a lot of instructors uh, have that frustration because they want to have more classes but they need to get the staff and the instructors absolutely. and people to come through and for me it's about having patience and the best way to do that is by bringing them up through your system mm. and your, your structure um, your, your, tr- your staff training program yes. or instructor training program yep. um, we have instructors at our school that have come through that system and we've had a couple of people that haven't from yes. sort of outside people and there is such a massive, massive. difference well, they're not part of your culture as, as yeah. much as they're lovely people and great it's not the same I agree, um, I agree. and we, we have some instructors that come in higher facilities as well that do classes um, we've got some instructors on our payroll and again but the, the core instructors at our school um, and the ones that are the most passionate and really sort of deliver that ethos and, yes. and what we're about have come through our system yeah I love that and I, I think you're so like listening to that it's very similar to us like you know I'm a big character mm. so because of my absolutely. energy and passion and when you're not there initially yeah, then you know people absolutely. are like well you know people aren't paying for Gordon Birch and they're no. paying for G-Force Martial Arts but yeah. you're kind of part of yeah. it because it's your school and your brand absolutely. and your business and people expect you to be there yeah. that's absolutely. been the, the hardest thing for it, me even without that's very very similar to me you know um, I I didn't want to be there 24-7 and I think you've you know what number, number one um, you can't you've got to start that now if you don't want to be shackled to your business your school you need to start like within you should have a staff program CIT program IIT program whatever you want to call it mm. but have a developmental program and I would say to people like you know I wouldn't always recruit like look at that because you're a black belt you can teach I would always be looking no matter what belt colour they are look for the characters you recruit on character mm. is the character going to fit the mould of our school or uh, you know and, and because you can you can make you know you can mould them into black belts with you know with training but you can't train character because no. you're a certain type and um, that's what I had to learn as much as you to, try to yeah as much as you try but it's, get it's frustrated like, it's like herding cats trying to do that right it is so hard to change people but yeah so so character like getting the right character in your school is is so if you are if you want to you know you know them to be you know because i know having surveyed lots of our members you know thing is it comes down to it's never their ability of what they teach mm-hmm. it's down to how they react in the classes what their you know what their energy is like you know are they enthusiastic or are they a bit low like this and they're a bit really? boring, because you know? um the, the parents then they, or, you know, I'm speaking about parents, but it could be anyone, students, mm. parents, whatever in your school. They just have the confidence then that that person yep. knows what they're doing. Yep. They, they, they don't know if, it, if it's supposed to be a front kick or a jump front kick yeah. or a jab cross or a yeah. left from right or whatever move. You know, it's, it's definitely how you... Um, the performance on the floor from the instructor, definitely. That's the word, performing mm. on the floor. My best instructor I ever had, who's not with us anymore because I was in my own way, because he wasn't a black belt, mm. he was on the program. He's the best instructor I've ever had, ever, in my school. He had energy, he had vitality, he was passionate, he could teach, that he could discipline them, the parents loved him, the kids loved him, but at the time I was like, yeah, but he's not a black belt. 
Yeah. But he was one of the best instructors we ever had. And I should have nurtured him up to and got him through his black belt grade because he was capable. Or, yeah, yeah. 100 million percent and you know and then I've had it the other side where yeah, yeah you know you're a black belt you can teach and they're very much you just can't build that character no, no matter no. how much you try and train them out how much you guide them how much you're on their shoulder they're just not that type of character so I think that's you know I, I, I totally understand where you are now it's like it's very difficult isn't it and I bet you it yeah, feels better when you find them also now though so now that's sort of taken a lot of time to, to yep. build and to get to that position it's not like an overnight thing no it's like oh okay I need staff I'm going to have them tomorrow for this no. class it doesn't happen like that you, no. again you need to mould nurture them and you, they need to grow yep. within your system yeah um my problem now, though, is letting go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because as much as I trust all the instructors and the staff and they do a fantastic job, you know, sometimes... It's I, your baby. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I shouldn't be doing certain things. Like, yeah. I'm like, we'll come in here and start putting cups away and moving chairs and stuff. Sure. Um, I was doing it yesterday at this acting workshop and they're like, what are you doing? Like, the centre do that. Yeah. I'm like, I know, but that's just like built within me. Yes. Just little things and sort of attention to detail, things like that. Like, that shouldn't be there. It needs to be moved. So I still have a habit of doing that. Yes. And I think I have to just sort of, you know, hone in a little bit and go, yeah. all right, it's not my responsibility that now these guys are doing it and just kind of just it's let go a little bit, you know, just step back. Yeah, I get that. It's <laughs> stepping back sometimes and just being the orchestra a little, you know, not the orchestra, what do they call it? You know, the guy. Sort of, you know, sort of delegating. Yes, and just that's absolutely. Allowing people yeah. to grow and f- fulfill their responsibility. Absolutely. And just now and again, tap on the shoulder, you know, just nurturing them. Yeah. Like we would a baby. Yeah, I mean, we had um, one of our junior uh, black belts. She's competing here today, actually. She's, I think she's won a few categories, so awesome. she's well super done. happy. Um, she was helping out on Friday for the first time. We had wow. some class on Friday. Her mom and brother train, and her granddad trains, actually, as well. So super family that train with us. And um, she just passed a black belt. She's been competing for a couple of years now as well. Uh, fantastic student, lovely girl, very enthusiastic. And she was absolutely thrilled that she could sort of um, just have a little bit of responsibility on Friday. So she came behind the reception desk. Um, I think we had a staff member away and I was like, okay, you know, you can do this for me. I'm not going to say a name. Do this, do that, whatever. She's like, okay, mom, yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to do that. Oh, but what if this happens? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be absolutely fine. You know exactly what to do. I went away, left her and she was awesome. Oh, she amazing. absolutely loved it. And just seeing that, she's only young, you know, yeah. but just seeing that energy and enthusiasm yeah. she already wants to become an instructor and she already wants to kind of you know she already helps out in the, the junior class and stuff like that so seeing that potential and she absolutely loved it was, was really Amazing. sort of heartwarming as well so you just have to be a good finder yes yeah. and that's our job as instructors isn't it to be a good finder yes. within your students absolutely and then you have to be a good finder within your business yeah. as well find a- the right yeah. people absolutely always always like a, a constant role in recruitment process I say you've got to mm. always be looking for great characters great people to work with in your business that fits your culture and yeah. then nurture them on the other bits that's what I love yeah I mean because you've got a fantastic team now haven't you yeah. uh, at your school within GeForce but also within your other business yeah series as well and that can't have been an easy process to try and get the right team like the guys that you've got now are awesome Mm. like when we went down to your centre the other day you know everyone's kind of on their own thing they know exactly what they need to do when they need to do it how they need to do it and you know you might have to give them a little you know whip every now and again but you know 
you're, it seems like from the outside that you know everyone's kind of in their place now, and, and you guys are in a good position. They are, and it's got, it is, and, and and the thing is, we're still. But here's the thing: it's a constant, ever, ever, ever evolving thing. You know, there's always little challenges that come up mm. with staff. We're always trying to, you know, inspire them in a, in a different way. But you know what? It's it's kind of like when you when you like building a team, especially an operations team like we've got now. Like, there's so many different moving parts, different characters, different values, and trying to bring that together. But yeah, I think we, we've learned a lot along the way, mm. and it's and it's still ongoing now. But it's yeah. great when it works. Yeah, yeah. Like to be and again, finding the right characters yes. that, that can fulfil yeah. that or have uh, the potential to yes to do what they need yeah, to do. Yeah, I think it's really really important. So so what what would you if there was one thing that you wanted to see change in the martial arts? world now what would it be what would be the one thing that you'd want to see change or evolve is probably a better word um what would i like to evolve i think i think there's always trends within the martial arts so um in terms of recruitment i think i think that will always happen you know kickboxing is going to be flavor of the month and then taekwondo will be and then mma whatever i think that's always going to kind of come Mm. around what i i think i'm seeing right now is that more people are trying to survive as a business Mm. and um so even like more traditional stylists or martial artists, they're introducing classes because they need to run the business and pay the bills, etc. So they need to open up to other classes, for example, a ladies fitness kickboxing mm, class yeah. that they wouldn't necessarily have done yeah. before. Yeah. So they can get members in, yeah. you know, because they have to run a business yes. and it's, it's their career and their, their sort of bread and butter. Um, but for me, I think why? And I think that's fantastic because everybody's growing in different areas. And I think more people, general public, that are coming to martial arts, everybody wants everything instantly now, don't yes. they? Especially like on oh. social media, everything like that. Yeah. You know, you kind of want it there and then. Mm. Um, so I think more schools and school owners will probably find that they need to offer maybe not just their traditional art, but totally maybe agree. other areas as well. Um, so it's kind of a one-stop Yes, kind of thing. Oh, I think you're so true. Some people yeah. probably won't agree with that or don't want to do that, but I think for me, I think that's what I see the most successful school owners doing—just yes. being inclusive for everybody. Um, I also I think that um, you know people like Matthew Chapman who are helping mm. people with their online coaching courses and things yeah, like that. Really good. I think that's definitely amazing. How, how you know people are going um, going to be tapping into that much, much more. Uh, you know. Even even people that already are members, students, you know, you, you're going to kind of tap into that. A lot of people now have their sort of curriculum online yes. for their students, things like that. Absolutely. I think that's going to be a big change, and more and more people are going to do that as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I would just like to see people maintain their integrity through yes. all of that as well, yeah. um, and not just kind of sell out. And I know a lot of people, especially kind of in the Mabex group and the the online community. Um, have very high values and are, you know want want to keep their tradition sure. and their standard, which is fantastic. I just get concerned sometimes, maybe when people are trying to do things too fast. Sure, yeah. Um, and they kind of overload themselves. Absolutely, yeah. And I just think, just, you know, just play the longer bit of, game. Bit of patience, yeah. Because yeah. Don't want it now. It's going to crumble. It's instant um, gratification, and that's what it is. It's that I totally agree. And I'm just think, gonna... yeah, in, bus- in business as well. I think mm. I would hate to see anybody in our industry just fail just because. Yeah, we all we can make good decisions, bad decisions, yeah. whatever. Um, and we all done that. Yeah, absolutely. But I do all the time. <laughs> and me, daily. Um, but I, you know, I, I just really see these people um, putting all of their passion, their energy into making this work. Yes. And then when something very small doesn't go their yeah. way, they get very frustrated and angry. Sure. And sure. I think, okay, but 
this kind of life, isn't it? Yin and life yang. sometimes slaps you in the face and you've got to kind of deal with it. Yeah, you've got um, to you so, Yeah, and I just think across the board, if we can standardise basic things, you know, so that every martial arts school owner isn't just seen as a martial artist, but yeah. they're seen as a business owner. Um, that standard standardisation will become the norm. Yes. And then we won't be seen as an industry that isn't... Yeah. Um, you know, like dance, gymnastics, whatever. It's going to be seen as a, a as a viable business. Yep. Um, and I think that will help the industry grow as well. Massively. I love it. I love it. And that you're so, we're so in tune with what we, you know, what, what I think as well. I think, you know, martial arts now has the chance to really move forwards in a big way. Mm. And I think with, you know, people like yourselves who are setting standards all the time, if we can get into the heart of every martial arts school owner where we can, you know, we can all grow together, lift the standard, lift the way that we, um, you know, not only the way that we deliver martial arts, but we, we, we are seen as a business, I think could help us all. I absolutely believe in that as well. Yeah, how many times have you been to an event or you've seen something? Uh, and not this one, because today is fantastic. It's busy, isn't it? Today yes. it's a great atmosphere here. Um, look, the standard is very high, not just in the fighting, but the, the forms in the kata standard has been very high today. There's like 24 people in a kata division. Wow. You don't, it's amazing, I don't know if it? you've been watching them, but <laughs> you know, sometimes you go to sort of forms tournaments and things and there might be four, five or six. It's so, amazing, you know, 24 in a division yeah. is, is, is good going. And it's great competition yep. um, as well for the students. And that's what they've come for. Um, but sometimes you go to events and you just think, this is representing our industry. Industry, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like when you go to Mabex and yeah. you know you've got all these other things you've got um, you know it's it's a professional layout it's in a it's in a great venue you've got all the different stuff and things going on and then sometimes you'll go to things and you're like this is our industry yes yeah. yeah and and I think that's why sometimes like when you go to America and you see bigger events and you go to these kind of you you go into a lot of speaking events sure. right now and you're speaking yourself yes sure. you know but you don't see that. Uh, as much in the martial art no. industry, the same standard sure. of event. Sure. Um, sure. So I kind of like to see that. I'm trying to push raise it. The bar. Absolutely. I'm yeah, trying to push generally. the boundaries to do that because I know, and, and I think, you know, that's been really high on my radar. How can we, how can we create things like, you know, everything, I totally agree with you, everything, whether it's a martial arts show, whether it's a, um, to do with, with anything to do with martial arts, if it's a business event, it doesn't matter how, how it's put together, yeah. how it's seen, and I'm, I'm not, what, um, professionalism and, you Yeah, know. I'm not bad talking about anybody. No, I mean, just a, a martial, I'm, I'm on I'm about talking. like a, 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 a let's, let's say it's a martial arts show of martial yeah. artists or whether it's a martial arts business event or whether it's a martial arts um, exhibition whatever that mm. is um, it's how every time we're seen we're seen professionally I think that would be really that would be great for, for me personally. I think yeah just changing kind of the general public's perception yes. of martial arts you know and, and we have that perception sometimes ourselves as well you know oh they're going to turn up late because you know martial artists always turn up late or you know it's, yeah. you know the kind of cheap end of the scale yeah. so <laughs> they're true. not going to want to pay it because you know yeah. these martial artists whatever I, I think that mindset has to change yeah I, I agree and, and I think it comes down to all instructors if you're listening to this and you're taking this in think about or not listening because you're turned off now yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, for things to change for you you have to change and I really believe that we have to look inwardly what do we need to do differently that's what my mission has been how can I help martial arts school owners think differently to get what they want you know to to be able to teach as many people as they would like to whatever that is for them to open a full-time facility to teach more than five people in a class whatever that is for them and to experience everything that martial arts can give you while you're like to have this as a as a business as something that makes you not only allows you to serve a community 
YouTube and make money from. That's got to be the dream. And everyone can do that mm-hmm. if their mindset changes. If we, we, if martial arts instructors think differently and not so, they're not living in the past. Now, I've been yeah. lots of, sort of living in the past. This is 2019, if you're listening to this now or whenever you are. 2019, when you look sometimes at the industry and how we act and some, how some school owners are, they're, they're so far behind. No, I'm not saying that's the case in America because they're really up to speed. But in, in the UK especially, I find it very upsetting. My to experience see of when I've been to America, um, been to some great events over in America, martial art events and schools. But I've also been to some schools like when I was filming for Doctor Strange, for example, <laughs> and we were in New York and L.A., um, decided to just kind of pop by some martial arts schools yeah. um, and just looking in. And I think what they do... Their standard isn't always great. I think the standard over in America... The standard of martial arts itself. Of martial yeah. arts itself yes. is very diverse. Yes. Yeah. You're going to get really, really good or absolutely yes. rubbish. And yeah. for me, there's no real middle ground. Yeah. It's kind of one end of the mm-hmm. scale or the other. But business-wise, they know how to sell. Yes. Um, you know, so I think a lot of school owners or instructors are kind of like, how's this guy or this girl or this woman, whatever, got so many students and they're blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Like, why is your opinion important? Like, care about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Get your standards right. Get your business right. Educate yourself. Go on these courses, you know, become a black belt in business and, you know, take care of yourself. And then once you, you know, forget about what other people are doing, focus on your own insecurities and what you need to do then you'll see a change. What do I need to work on? I've got the martial arts talent. Actually, in the UK, we have most martial arts. We are have really so good. much talent in the UK. <laughs> we have so, so much, much talent. Yeah. Just become talented in the business, which actually I believe is like, I believe it keeps the arts alive because if the great martial artists um, learn about business, that keeps our art alive, doesn't it? How's they going to go to what many may perceive as just people who are not great at martial arts, for instance, but they understand the business, yeah. which is what, what is the biggest thing. So actually, I think, you know, being quite blunt, I think lots of martial artists who point the finger and say, well, they've earned it like this, they need to look at themselves and say, actually, I need to learn this. I need to learn how to be good at marketing and good at sales. Good at all that, because the only way that you are, let's, here comes a coin silly word of McDojo, for instance, is if you teach poor martial arts, mm. you know, but if you make money for martial arts and teach them great well what a good you know it's the only industry in the world where most of the top people get paid the le- least yeah. I mean how crazy is that how many fantastic instructors do you know <laughs> oh, that are absolutely crazy broke? isn't that crazy one of the only industries in the world where the top people earn the least the top in their field earn the least that's crazy isn't it so mm-hmm. I mean it's been fascinating to speak to I mean we're going to do a part two on this by the way because okay. we, we, you we, had we, enough of me we were no, out of time I want to speak for hours and hours really <laughs> I really really do but um, it's um, we've got um, a tournament going on down, downstairs but we're definitely going to pick this up again because I haven't even gone through a, thir- a third of what I want to discuss with you but Zara well when we have a chat I'm, I'll either come to your new premises or you can come over and I've, see I've got to come down and see you you could be into mine now I've got to come down and see you but thank you as always for being absolutely phenomenal no thank you for Look, thinking of me and asking me to come and talk you know because you're um, awesome you can, you can ask anybody you want to can't you but I think um, you know friendship and integrity and respect uh, is, is always remembered and, the, and I think again just from what we've been speaking about today you know people always remember the way you made them feel and the way you treated them I think that's really important and again by changing your mindset and your business as well you can create the best experience for your students sure. um, and then that will you know yeah yeah help you move Take forward to the next level. absolutely level up level up <laughs> love it thank you Zara you are phenomenal as always I'm looking forward to speaking to you again very very soon if you're listening in on the podcast guys you can hook up with Zara on social media she's all over Facebook LinkedIn 
put me Twitter. I'm doing, I'm do, let me be honest, I'm doing better on LinkedIn <laughs> um, since obviously Sam's uh, yeah. uh, speaker uh, at Mabex. She um, also brings her son now to my yes, school as amazing. well. So yeah, but I'm, sort of like I'm getting better at yeah, LinkedIn. Awesome. But um, yeah, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Follow yeah, her. She's amazing. <laughs> Follow what she does. She's an absolutely top class human being. Thanks for joining us. Speak Thank to you, you soon, Gordon. guys. Thanks for listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast. You can follow Gordon personally on Facebook at Black Belt in Business. Also, join our free Facebook group, Martial Arts Business Mastery Community, for some great advice, tips, and support on building your martial arts empire. Keep learning, developing, and growing, and you will become a Black Belt in Business.